Well, guys, there's one thing that I think we can all agree on. Mac Weldon is better than you. Yes. <laughs> That's not what it says. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Uh, I just met with the Mac Weldon guys today as we record this. They were in the office in New did York. You, did you meet with Mac or Weldon? Um, I met with uh, CEO Mac Weldon, a great guy, oh. and it's not true. And uh, but no, they—that's <laughs> Mr. Weldon to you. He's full of lies, the, nothing the, but lies. The thing that they really talk about a lot is how comfortable the stuff is, and it's true. And coincident, even though I knew I had the meeting, I forgot when I was getting dressed for work. I happened to be wearing Mac Weldon socks and boxers today, so I was pretty. Proud. I didn't show them the boxers, but I showed them the socks. They're still comfortable. <laughs> right. It's the most comfortable underwear: socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they hate microbes with a fiery passion. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, they will not send you to the insane asylum. They'll let you keep it, and they'll let you they'll let you keep your money, or they'll send your money back. They'll do something. You're, you're going to come out ahead. They're going to refund your money. You you're going to get, gonna to get money boxers. and underwear. It's incredible. No questions asked. Other than, what is wrong with you? Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear socks and shirts look good, they perform well, too. So go ahead. Go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off using the promo code REBOUND. Because if you don't, somebody else will. And you wouldn't want that. That guy, English. You don't want him getting that. No, that's, that would be terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm told, incidentally, that we are too chummy and not, uh, not enough discussing the uh, actual <laughs> topic. So I'm going to keep you. I'm going to be the taskmaster today. Actual topics day. <laughs> Right Hi. after underwear discussion. How was your car ride, Lex? <laughs> uh, the bus ride home from New York oh, was bus. fine. Oh, bus from okay. Wow. Well, I thought Good I for thought you. I'm a mass transit. You're, for you. you're a man of the people. They don't just send yeah. you in a car. Oh man, that is really that's something I should negotiate for. I want a car to take me to New York. It was the bus. It was fine. Listen to a lot of podcasts on the way there and back. Oh, podcast. Should we talk about podcasting now that you're back after two oh, weeks? Oh yeah, yeah. Gone, really? Now we... that the whole thing has like died out. Uh, never mind. Just <laughs> on, um, we're moving on. <laughs> I, I all I can say is on the record is we're trying to ruin podcasting. That's oh. uh-huh. that's the goal. Oh wait, Good to know. what did I say? What have I said now? <laughs> You're right. People have stopped talking about it. Um, we'll have announcements in the days ahead, weeks ahead. We're doing. Good do, can you can people. you promise us an exclusive here? Can we get things? Can we get the exclusive from the horse's mouth? <laughs> no, he goes on other podcasts to talk about this stuff. I know. I, I, I will give you an exclusive interview. How's that? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. What does exclusive mean to you? He's gonna the same the same interview that he's gonna give to twenty other people. I will go on no other podcasts. It will be only um, the only interview is given to the rebound. It's the only one for us. That's right. This this it's the only exactly. Okay. All the others all the other podcasts he's on are appearances. Ah, Tim Cook annoyed me today. Tim Cook personally? Yeah, well no, I sent you the link. You think about the uh so I well, I always oh. wonder about these stories because so the you sent us a link saying that he is going to be doing a fundraiser for Paul Ryan. Yeah. Now, I, I never know just what this means, because like the whole big uproar last week or whatever, uproar, whatever, there there is a, a news story going around that Apple wouldn't be supporting the GOP convention. Which every year they have done. They support both conventions. Like every mm-hmm. other tech company, they provide right. tech resources. Exactly. So there's a question again. Of, there's always a question of how much does this about, you know, showing where the policies of the company lie so much as it's just business of, you know, A, providing technical support and B, you know, making sure that they cover all the bases, right? Because they are a big company. They're going to do political lobbying of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you want to be basically be playing in all those fields. So I, I don't know 
it's unclear to me what that means. Although, you know, it seems like it's definitely more of intended to be a stick in the eye of the uh, the Republican nominee than it is of, uh, right. you know, supporting the GOP platform. Who the Republican you know, nominee, has been Bernie Sanders? a bit of a jerk yeah. about the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, apart from apart from all the other things, which are the things that Apple said were the, the cause, which I, you know, I believe that that's true, too um he uh he singled out apple uh as not making their stuff in the united states and said that he was going to make them make all their stuff here how much yeah. are you doing politics on the show this seems uh this seems yeah risky right territory. i mean so people didn't want us to be chummy this is what you get you get no, politics <laughs> I, I i i respect apple's decision not to participate in the uh trump disaster show i am I just found the story curious with Apple. Well, Apple sources confirming to various people that, yes, Tim Cook is going to do this uh, thing for Paul Ryan, um, but not willing to talk about it on the record. Like, if you're going to do it, I feel like you should stand up and say, yeah, we're doing this, and here's why. It's the part of, of not, not addressing it on the record. Companies, no companies really don't like to talk about their yeah. political... I don't, think, I, mean, that, I don't think that's unusual. Podcasters like to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to get letters. <laughs> Dear Faxes. Nazis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love those letters. Uh, unfortunately, all those letters will actually just be snail mail letters, so they'll never get here. <laughs> uh, Lex, you didn't get a chance to weigh in last week on the Apple announcements from the event. Uh, I liked the announcements. They, um, in the terms of uh, Apple, I would say I, I didn't find them necessarily blow away level announcements. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Apple used to say that. You don't remember that? They used to say blow away. Yeah, sure. Okay. And but no, I like I, I I have not yet installed any beta software on any of my devices. This is the new Lex Friedman. That's that's why you're not blown away. I know, but I'm excited about. Um, I I will say, <laughs> emojification. I like the concept, but maybe not the execution. I I don't know if our listeners know this. If they are regular users, um, I do now spend a decent amount of time with the Google keyboard activated on my iOS devices, and Gboard as they call it. I thought it was Gaboard, like like Jaja uh, Gaboard. Jaja Gaboard, yeah. And so, Gboard product like that. As you type, uh, if you type like the word "okay" or "yes" or "graduation," will list as one of the autocorrect suggestions the emoji you're after. And I think I prefer that well, I think, inline suggestion. I think to it's doing that too, though in the in the new version. Have you used it? Don't know. When you say you I, think I it, do you know to, it? Uh, you me, have a source? I, I got a source. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me type some stuff. <laughs> it's nice that we can talk about this stuff now. Um, it's nice that NDAs don't mean anything anymore. Off, uh, predictive text. I believe it works both ways. I've heard it both ways. Okay. Get you a man that can do both. Well, I have a special guest with us. Eddie Q is here. Eddie, do you want to <laughs> He's too busy dancing. This? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not here. Can't help you. They put all this stuff. They, but they, no, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nicely put real. together um, keynote. Interestingly, I had read some of the Twitter reaction long before I ever got to see it. Um, but I, uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I thought I thought it looked good. I thought it looked good. I'm excited. I want to install all the things, but I'm being patient, especially because I need my phone. And if my phone didn't work, I would really be screwed. So I'm not installing anything yet. Yeah, I've got a uh, 5s here that I have it in the beta installed on. Does it feel like a little baby phone? Or it does. Like to call it, it, a it, feels, phone? it feels hilariously small. <laughs> well, although I will say the bigger thing was I was like playing around with it for an hour after I installed the beta on it. And I pulled out my iPhone 6 to check something. And I was like, this is enormous. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is hilarious. <laughs> it's comically large. It even. is comically large, as it's I did say. It's a giant clown shoe of a phone. <laughs> that said, I do still like, I do feel that the screen on the 5S, I like the form factor, but the screen just feels very cramped to me. 
So mm. eat that, Moltz. I will. You running eat any that. beta bits over there, Moltz? Not yet. Uh, I gotta wait. I'm waiting for the public beta. Yeah, I, I have heard I that battery life is really suffering on the beta. Yeah, well, uh, my iPhone 6S battery life sucks anyway, so <laughs> really not a big change for me. Really good on my iPhone SE. Yep. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> what guy was that? The that's SE, little, and that's that's little something, that's something I'm working on. Little stupid little idiot. Something, something, something. <laughs> stupid iPhone SE user. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, iOS 10. So you're, 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 you're mixed on emoji. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited well, for the emoji the, changes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for everything. I the only thing that I'm down on, truly down on, is MacOS. Like that doesn't work for me. Everything else, I'm fine. <laughs> I think I, well, I think now, I, yeah. I think I won a bet there. I yeah, think you we, did too. I think you I don't know, know what I get for that. Someone will have to uh, go back and listen and remind us what what the stakes were. I was on, I was on your side. Box. I don't remember if I get anything, but um, I was on your side. I just I just want a space and a capital M. That's all I want. You're, you're what, yeah, I think you can have one or the other. I can actually, you can have neither. Well, yeah. I mean, you can and type like it. it. Technically, you, you can like type it. it any way you want, except Apple will autocorrect, in fact, yeah, in right. Mac OS. I also... Um, That's another emojification. It just goes back and replaces Mac's base OS with I understand the California location naming convention, and I understand Apple's fandom of naming things after my children. But at some point, like, I feel like the average consumer isn't going to know what goes in what order. Like, is Sierra come before or after Monterey Bay? Like, are we? Am I supposed to be running Marina del Rey or are we down at uh, the Hollywood sign? And like, I, I, I have some concern about that. <laughs> Mac OS Hollywood sign is going to be <laughs> the best release. Yeah, yeah. You were so. much quicker with those. I would never would have been able to come up with any. Uh... Any California references for that? Uh, so, as you may know, I travel a bit for work, often mm-hmm. to California. Well, you lived there for a while. Mac OS Bakersfield. I've never lived. <laughs> Mac OS Zizix Road. Please do not install <laughs> Mac OS Bakersfield. It will it will wreck your system. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't think it ends up being that much of a problem. I mean, like it's almost as bad as keeping track of the Windows names. What are they on yeah. now? Ten still. Right. All right. They'll probably yeah. be on fifteen Those by the worse. end of the year. Those are demonstrably <laughs> worse. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so you're down on Mac OS as a, as a trademark, but as not on name. Mac, but and no, not uh, as Mac OS itself. Right. You know, actually, funny you should mention, I used a feature of Mac OS, and exactly proving my point, I don't know what version, um, a feature of some recent version of Mac OS that I had never used until today, Prop, maybe El Capitan, maybe the one that came before. Um, I believe you side must by side, it El Capitan. The, the side-by-side thing. Oh, yeah. I've used that. I had never used it before. I, I had to Google how to work it but i use side-by-side apps on my ipad it pro just time. I was on the Mac today and i was like i want to do it and i'm clicking the green button and it's like nope that doesn't work that goes to different size windows maybe to full screen you gotta but drag and drop want. friend well you gotta click and hold click and hold the then button. drag and drop then and then you can drag then pop and then pop and lock but i yeah, yeah. but I, I figured that i figured this out like when it first shipped and then i completely forgot about it yeah uh, i, I so use I it occasionally for um when I Skype with my girlfriend, we do the crossword puzzle. So I like have the crossword in one part and the Skype window in the other. And it actually works really nicely. You know what else works really nicely, by the way? <laughs> what, Lex? <laughs> what I like is uh, any company, frankly, whose mission it is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And you know whose mission that is? Mine. Blue Aprons. <laughs> 
Ron. Blue Apron achieves this, Dan, Dan, by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. I have to tell you, I'm excited. This is our first Blue Apron spot, right? Did you do one last week or is this the first no, one? No, this is our first no, one. First. first one, yeah. And uh, when Blue Apron sent the box, I was like, boy, these the things that are in the box they sent me, this looks like complicated. And I actually, we spent uh, much of Father's Day cooking uh, everything in the Blue Apron box because we, we provided all the food. And it was awesome. I had a lot of fun doing it and the food was incredible. Uh, Blue Apron has a staff partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. As a result, seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Beef is raised humanely, chickens are free-range, pork is naturally raised, and regenerative farming practices are used for produce. I think that's also a new feature in OS 10 or whatever they call it now. Uh, <laughs> Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. Because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, there's no waste, right? They're reducing food waste. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. I, I didn't know that was in the copy, but we had a heck of a time, a fun time yesterday with the entire family cooking. It was hilarious and fun. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Those who spend a lot on eating out or at high-end grocery chains can spend under $10 per person for a healthy, delicious meal. In June, some of the meals they have available include spicy Korean rice cakes with snow peas and pea shoots, sweet chili ponzu catfish and green beans with coconut ginger rice, New England-style salmon rolls with roasted potatoes and chives. And listen, not all ingredients are created equal, all right? They send high-quality ingredients. They send stuff I would never have bought, like miso paste. I've never bought miso paste before, but they sent me some miso paste. I used it. It was incredible. Uh, it's important to know where your food comes from. Better ingredients are better for you. Uh, we, Like I said, we cooked all three meals yesterday, and they sent you guys boxes, right? At least some of you. Yes. I, I have not I have not done a box recently, but I have done it before in the past, just yeah. on my own. And uh, I am also a fan of the yeah. the food. I, I learned. I think one of the things I like the most is that some of the techniques you can learn from them. Yes, like they yes. Uh, they like I learned that like combining orange marmalade and soy sauce makes a delicious soy glaze for like your salmon or your chicken oh, yeah. wings or what have you. It was it was great, I'll and bet. so. I, I like learning, Lex, is what I'm saying. And I like learning about food, especially. Well, my wife is a vegetarian, and so mm-hmm. I have me. I, and I do almost all the cooking, and so it's me and Hank, and Hank will eat, like, you know, cheese and meat, and that's it. <laughs> and rice. Um, and Sometimes noodles. together. Sometimes. So he's not eating. He's not big on the salad. So, like, like a big salad isn't going to work for him. But so what I did for this, you know, this trial was um, I just picked vegetarian meals because she's uh, the outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He and I both eat meat. And so it was, it's been fantastic because she gets a great vegetarian meal. I don't have to like think of vegetarian things for her to make. And um, then, you know, like we just like, I, I might just continue this because it makes my life so much simpler. Yeah. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, John, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rebound. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. BlueApron.com slash rebound. Free three meals with free shipping. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Seriously, if you haven't checked out Blue Apron, now is the time. And use the slash rebound thing to get the free shipping and the free three meals. It was really good. I was I was stunned, yeah. quite honestly, by how good it was. Yeah, that was amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. Thank God for that. How about that? Yeah. About other things, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> can I uh, can I tell you guys about my new, my newest home automation experiment? Yes. I bought uh, just after watching the keynote because I'm a big sucker. Um, I <laughs> yes, pulled the are. trigger on a starter uh, starter kit of Philips Hue lights, not named Hue like the name Hue. No, like the color. Uh, so I got three light bulbs and a bridge, mm-hmm. uh, and I installed them when I got back from California. And I, while I think the products themselves are excellent and a lot of fun, the fact that you can change the lights to any color, there's a lot of like automation and uh, like sort of control. One of the things it, you know, sort of set the mood. I, well, okay. I'm just going to tell you how nerdy <laughs> I am, which is to say I can basically now tell the Amazon Echo to uh, signal red alert and it will turn all the lights red and start blinking them. <laughs> and only because I could not figure out how to make it play the alarm klaxon yet, but I'm working on it. That's my you next. That's I'm all. sure. I'm sure you'll get there. This is what I did for like three hours yesterday. Um, and so, but what I did learn from this is that there are all these competing um, ways of interacting with these devices and it's kind of a mess. Uh, so, you know, there's the Hue app on the phone and that lets you control some stuff. There's the HomeKit, and in iOS 10, there's a Home app. And then there are other third-party apps that do, like, interface thing. I'm using one called, uh, I think it's Yonami or Yonami, um, because it lets you do things like um, set up routines and do actions, like multiple actions. Uh, and it's it's good. I like it. But now I have all these different places for controlling all these different apps. And it's really just kind of like, oh, I can do this thing in this app, but I can do this thing in this app. But like no app does everything. This is mm-hmm. this is on my mind recently too because I have. <laughs> they were a long ago podcast sponsor. They stopped doing it, so I can say negative things about them now. I have bolts <laughs> from a, a Hue competitor called. Uh, I think they pronounce it LifeX, yes. spelled L-I-F-X. Mm-hmm. And I before I got them, and then after I got them, my concern was that it could be annoying to need an app to turn on my lights, and. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while, so. they lose their Wi-Fi connection. Or like if somebody gets annoyed and just turns off the light with a switch, then you use the app and it doesn't work because there's no power to it anymore. So, of course, it can't turn on. Um, <laughs> I like the idea in concept, but not in execution so far. I will say we just um, did over the, you know, we, we finished our basement and we put in a theater. And as part of putting in the theater, I got... Um, Whoever's jeezing at me can bite me. It's like that, a that two hundred dollars screen from the wire cutter. That was me. You know, <laughs> it was a wire cutter, two hundred dollars screen. But we got. Let's um, all go watch movies at Lex's house. <laughs> you're all invited. <laughs> all of our listeners too. Um, but you have to like it when we chit chat on the show. Um, <laughs> but uh, they put far. in a Control Four setup, which includes lighting. So Control Four is the company. They have a very nice app for the phone, and. The lights all have, so the lights in the theater are on a dimmer, and there's a regular dimmer switch that you can touch, or you can program into like any universal remote, or use the iOS app and like say, you know, put the lights on this scene or this scene or this scene, and it just dims the lights for you. And it's what I like is that the switches are integrated. It's it's on its own network. It's not on your Wi-Fi network. It's created its own kind of thing. Right, right. And I forget what they call the network that it creates, but it's like a super low speed because it doesn't have that much data to transfer back and forth. But every new switch you put in that's one of these Control 4 switches extends that network. Right. So it's you a, it's a, it's a mesh. I think it's probably, exactly. if it's using what the Hue is, it's a Zigbee. That's right. It's Zigbee. Yeah. yeah. So and I looked that up. It's basically a super low power, super like short range uh, networking protocol, yeah. and then they have a bridge that connects it to Wi-Fi or your network in some way. 
And so the only downside to Control 4, which is a massive downside, is that the switches themselves are not that expensive at all. And to change a light switch takes no trouble. But only dealers have access to the software for adding them to your network, to your Zigbee network. So you cannot put it on your own network. You can install the dimmers all day, but you can't control them with anything until a dealer (laughs) with the licensed software comes. That is is pretty terrible. That's That's how they get you. Internet yeah. of traps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I will say so far, the, uh, you know, the system works pretty well for me. I've always had one light in my office that's just on a timer. Um, and so I could duplicate, I could actually pull out my Belkin Wemo timer and, and just use the, the Philips Hue bulb in that, in that lamp. So we actually removed, you know, a piece of equipment or swapped out a piece of equipment, which is nice. Uh, but the, the other problem is that you end up with multiple devices that have different protocols right like some stuff a lot of stuff has started supporting home kit but not everything supports home kit um so you end up with like a mishmash stuff which is why i turned to some of these third-party services because they sort of act as a software bridge between them so if you use something like ifttt or this yonamai thing like you can control multiple different types of devices even if they're not all home kit compatible say um and that's nice but it also just indicates just how fractured this whole setup is. Yeah. And when you start getting into things like IFTTT, which which is nice and, and works well for certain things, it's also very limited. You discover quickly because essentially you're paired with one action, one trigger and, and one action. Um, and so if you want to do multiple things with one action, say, especially if you have something like an echo and you want to issue a command and have it do a bunch of stuff, uh, you got to find some other ways to sort of work around that. So it's you know sort of concluding again that this is not all here yet i've used the home app on the ios 10 beta a little bit and i think the biggest problem with that as with a lot of these other things is as like said you don't have to turn to your phone or even your watch like because if you have to navigate more than like three screens from where you are like you know other people yeah. in your house look at you like a, you're a moron because you can't just turn to, the light on. When it on. gets to the point where I can talk to the watch and tell it what to do, then exactly. it'll probably be much like, more. And, and, the, and then the other thing is, like as you've alluded to, is there needs to be more consolidation in this industry so that like you can get an end-to-end solution instead of you know, right. having to buy all these separate pieces. I think that's what Apple is aiming for with the HomeKit stuff. It's just a question of, like, I saw a post from the Belkin guys saying like they are essentially, like, they had no plans to bring HomeKit to like the older stuff just because it wasn't feasible for them. Um, and I think they're one of the bigger sort of competitors, but they might get crowded out a bit if everybody else sort of latches onto HomeKit. Mm-hmm. Um, and HomeKit itself is like, you know, a layer on top of these things, right? Because like, like Lex, my lights are you, the Philips Hue uses the Zigbee stuff. And so that's like abstracted away from HomeKit. HomeKit's like another level on top of that. So it's feasible to have that, but like, and I know, for example, one of our former sponsors, Canary, uh, immediately updated their website to say that they were going to be making Canary HomeKit compatible yeah. later Got this email year. within seconds. Of the I know, keynote, I know. So clearly, they've been working with them, which is great. I like the Canary a lot, yeah. um, and I'm glad that it will be one more thing that I can sort of add to the mix onto that. But it is going to take some standardization time, and it is going to have to be super easy. I think this is one of the places where the echo actually is really great because yes. since it is just there you can sell tell it to turn things on and it works much better than like flipping through four screens and the echo is basically home kit right it's amazon's version because they're yeah. saying we'll connect to all of your stuff and we'll abstract away each one's individual exactly. crappy api and whatever else and that's what home like the the it's called home the new app yeah that that's what that app 
you know, that's what the promise has seemingly been with Apple for a while. Like, I don't know what HomeKit has been until now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until they, you could do mm-hmm. some Siri stuff, but, like, you needed some third-party app, essentially, yeah. to define, like, what all these things were, which was kind of crazy. And so, assuming you can get an app that abstracts all of the pain away, that's that's the goal, right? And certainly, I think you're exactly right, John, that speech is what makes this good. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the, the problem I have is that the LifeX lights are upstairs, and the... <laughs> The echo is in the kitchen. So I was like, hey, turn on the lights. And what's really funny is they, hey! they were both, I had named them both upstairs. Mm. And so I had named that, that light network upstairs. And uh, my Nest thermostat has one that's named upstairs. And so I told the echo, hey, turn on turn on the upstairs light. And it's like, you got a couple different things called upstairs, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so even then, there are weak points, and we had to rename stuff. Uh, but turning on your lights from downstairs is only useful once to annoy your wife. And then after that, it is less useful. Well, it's, you know, and, and there are certain things I like the, about this a lot. Like, for example, the Hue app has like a bunch of presets. And so last night I had to get up in the middle of the night and I was like, uh, I'll go use the preset for nightlight. And it like turns on the lights super dim, but enough that I could like find my way through the house without tripping over something. So, you know, there's a lot of nice setups for that. You know, I haven't quite like figured out the, what the optimal setup is for my theater, which is not as nice as Lex's theater. You don't know that for sure. Mine's a <laughs> yes, he dump. Does. I mean, yours uh, is in a basement. So there's probably a lot less light coming in. That's true. Uh, the <laughs> seats is... still haven't arrived. So right now you're basically sitting on the floor. But when the theater chairs arrive, that'll be good. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, you know see. what you should have done when you got up at 2 in the morning, by the way? What, Lex? You should have shaved. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, um, Harry's makes just one razor with all you need for a close, comfortable shave. Five German crafted blades, flex hinge and lubricating strip. The quality is guaranteed. This might sound familiar. They give you a full refund. If you're not happy, you buy the razor. You're like, you know what? I don't like this razor. They're going to give you all your money back. They'll even put beard back on your face. If that's what you want. Uh, not guaranteed, but I bet they would. Uh, I shaved with Harry's as recently as today. It's a great shave. The blades are very sharp. They provide a close, comfortable shave. I started with a new blade today. It's always fun to start with a new blade, no matter what razor you're using. Their moisturizing shave cream smells great. They have factory direct prices. They cut out the middleman. There's no upcharges. It's half the price of the leading brand. Harry's starter set, the Truman, is a great option for new customers and an amazing deal. It's supposed to be just $15. Get you the razor handle, the moisturizing shave cream, and three of their five-blade German engineered razors but there's a special offer for you folks even fifteen dollars is too much for you to get started harry's is going to give you just you five dollars off your first purchase with promo code i love when they banter no i'm sorry i read that wrong with promo code (laughs) rebound go to harry's.com right now and look for the truman set that's harry's h-a-r-r-y-s.com enter promo code rebound at checkout to get five dollars off you're going to support the show stop compromising give harry's a try today it's a great razor it's much cheaper than the razors you're going to find at the uh, drugstore or supermarket. And the kits they put together are really nice. So one more time, yeah. harrys.com, promo code REBOUND for $5 off. That Father's Day kit was awesome. It was. Um, I'm using yeah. that Father's Day stand. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure not even a father, yeah, and I feel good. like that razor has basically like turned me into one. <laughs> uh, Dan, at some point you should listen to our other show to learn about where babies come from. But You should also see a doctor. <laughs> I went to the doctors today. That's so convenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. So, jeez, mm-hmm. what else we got to talk about? I mean, Dan, Dan's pregnant. <laughs> Awkward. Um, so, Lex, you know, it's funny. I, I did a radio show a little bit before this and uh, just like a quick bit. And they, they asked me about um, uh, the watch. And they're like, well, we know these you know, Apple events are usually like, Super rah rah, everything's great. Do you ever think they're going to say something like that about the, you know, like, do you think that they are aware that the watch isn't doing well? And I was like, well, 
I think it's pretty clear, you know, reading between the lines that they knew the watch wasn't doing well. That's the one the one piece of software I haven't gotten around to installing yet is the new watch beta because it requires iOS 10. So I'm debating if I'm going to like unpair it with my current phone and pair oh, it with the test phone. Be annoying. Yeah, yeah, then I have to carry two phones. I'm like right. day phone, night phone guy, good. which seems terrible. Yeah. But I don't yeah. I, I don't want to wait, guys. I want my watch to be all the watch it can be. You need another watch. I honestly son of a bitch. That's that's what I'm most excited about is the watch updates, and I forgot about them until you mentioned them just now. But I I don't even quite understand what it is yet. Like I have to. That's why it's, I want to install it's software. It. Can we can we just back up for a second and define yeah. not doing well? Oh yes, we're gonna we're we're not taking that as gospel that the Apple Watch isn't doing. Well. I think it's doing as well as any iPhone connected. I, I, nerd I, I watch don't can think do. they. Yes, okay. I this was me paraphrasing. I don't think that they need me to defend it, but I think we can all agree that there were things in the current in the current iteration of the watch oh, yeah. that don't work well, and that's absolutely, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. yes. That so, I will agree with. So seeing that improved in WatchOS three, and it looks like improved radically. And you know, I was at the uh, the live smartest talk feature show. of the watch, by the way, at least before WatchOS three point is mm-hmm. that you go to launch an app, it immediately takes the time away, so you can't count the seconds until the app launches. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just crafty, those guys. <laughs> um, it was fascinating to, to hear uh, Federighi and Schiller talk about this with uh, Mr. Gruber uh, because they, you, you you may not have heard of him. <laughs> He's a he's small podcaster. Oh, okay. Um, not like you big, giant podcasting network. <laughs> yeah. um, he doesn't have his own theater. <laughs> I bet he does. He has, he has to rent one. Not, well, I think he might. Yeah. Soon he might. <laughs> the, the live rebound recorded at Lex's Theater, by the way, is going to be amazing. Mm. I, I'm sorry you can't all be there. And when I say you all, I mean like me or John. Right. There are two rows right. of five, so I can fit about ten of you. <laughs> That that's a that should be like a like we should if someone wants to pledge like two thousand dollars to our show, like that's your oh my God. that's your reward right there. We will host live a live a live show for you and nine yeah. of your friends at Lex's house, and we'll be as chummy or not chummy as you want. You could t- we will talk about anything you want. The us level to. of chumminess will be just you know yeah. whatever you can pick. Yeah. So uh, the one thing that they mentioned, which I thought was really interesting, and that I've noticed, is that. The they were super aggressive on battery life for the first release, and I've noticed this because I end up charging my I charge my watch every night anyways, except on very rare occasions. Yeah, and I usually have at least fifty, if not more, percent left in my battery. Like I do not feel like, and maybe that's just because I'm not using it that much. But you know, in standby or whatever, for the few things I use it for, it does not seem to consume that much power. And so what they were saying was, well, we we realized that we kind of were like way too conservative about it. And so hence, that's that's where the speed increases are coming from, is they're freeing up a lot of that, you know, like they're basically being more liberal with processor and background refresh. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You'll have to charge your watch once midday. No big deal, people. <laughs> <laughs> Apple's also about to unveil the Apple battery backpack. You, you have two coffee breaks every day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Just charge it then. Yeah. I mentioned this last week, but I, my, I am, my experience is the same as yours, Dan. I at least have, I usually have 60% yeah. at the end I of the day. I feel like I'm pretty um, close. My to wife, that. however, recently has found that hers is, hers is draining by about dinner time. And oh. she, of course, has the 38 millimeter. So she has a smaller one, which might have some, which I'm sure has something to do with it. I think it drains more quickly the more active you are. Well, yeah. that's the uh, that's also probably likely. That's likely why our cause. watches last all day. <laughs> she's, yeah, why, yeah, she's much more active than when I am. When you sit so, around all day, your watch lasts. And, it, and it's also possible that she, she she just has some app installed that's like doing something that it shouldn't right. do. Um, but like, like it, running. But if the, if none of that gets fixed by the time the fall rolls around, it's not going to be. It's 
pray for me. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I I will. I always do. Uh, but so <laughs> the thing that I don't understand is you have to pick like the 10 apps or something that are going to be in that slidey dock. Is that what they're calling it? The dock? Yeah. Um, if you have like more apps, can you still get to the constellation the, the, screen? Or yeah, is that the gone? launcher's still around. They're just yes. not talking about it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Which I was curious because, I mean, even if they killed the launcher, I wouldn't object as long as there were a way to launch whatever other app you wanted to launch, which I guess might just be Siri. But the... um, That wouldn't be good. It would be shocking only because like that constellation thing, the launch screen, was like a hallmark of all their marketing material for a while. Like they showed that all the time. Yeah, except they did not take into account that it's super annoying. <laughs> the fact that it's a piece of shit? Yeah, they didn't seem yeah. to acknowledge that in the advertising. <laughs> and check out our new home screen. It's a piece of shit. Like I use it. I mean, I use it every time I exercise, but that's it. Yeah, but you buy albums that you listen to on Apple Music, so your opinion's <laughs> also true. Not anymore. Not anymore. I don't anymore. <laughs> I know, but it's still my favorite thing about you. Well, that was be- It was only because of the Sonos. <laughs> uh, good time. Now, if there's a Sonos app, I don't have to. I uh, yeah I I use that screen too, but I think what they're doubling down on this idea that like you're going to want to launch apps via like complications for the most part or via mm-hmm. that dock. Uh, I mean, and I am still. I mean, I think we talked about it last week too. But man, I am not sorry to see that friend screen go. No, bye bye. No, no, that I never used. It can let um, the door hit it on the way out. Of, one of the yeah, things that uh, I think Craig Federighi said at the at the talk show was that yeah because like you were saying that you can set up different watch faces now now that it's so easy to switch it's going to be so easy to switch watch faces he expects that the people will just set up like several watch faces with different apps yeah and yeah. the complications and, so and that, it looks know, like oh you want to do this you just flip and then you can get to the it's way. interesting cool. because from my brief usage of ios 10 it looks like some of that is actually controlled within the ios watch app like there is a mm. watch face gallery in there and you can configure all the complications and stuff in there I don't know if it will still be accessible on the watch. I would assume so, but it seemed like maybe it was a little bit easier. And then they would essentially sync over to your watch. So it's a little easier right. to use in some ways. Have they announced uh, third-party watch faces yet? Have they leaked that yet? No. No. No news. Bastards. None of that. None Sorry. of that. I, None I, for I guess you. they're not going to, right? I, at least not which this is, time. But Which is funny that, I mean, they'll, you know, they made a big deal out of stickers and all that stuff. Like, you know, you can, you can junk up messages as much as you want to. Um, but don't, don't touch our beautiful watch. <laughs> I wonder if it's more that it's also, I don't know, watch watch faces have to like run in a certain way or something. I don't know if it's just like they're more worried about people having crappy watch faces that run down the battery or something. I mean, they could be they could be very limited and just literally have like a you can swap out these static template elements, right? right. Like you can right. have a circle and hours and things like they could. Uh, I would be OK with just you know, like uh, that little step in the right direction. Because, I don't know. Watch it's like my stickers. MySpace page. I want to pimp that stuff out, man. Right. Absolutely. Stop Stop pimping your MySpace page. Yeah, I want a cat. I don't, I don't I want, want a cat. Know. And I, don't I want confetti. And I want... Confetti's in the new iMessage. I want the cat to eat the confetti. And then the cat throws up. It's a really paw complicated... It. It, should paw, it should chase the confetti. That's what it should do. Now, so, Warren, if you send the... Uh, I forget what they call them, but like the, the iMessage celebrations to people yeah. who don't have iOS 10 that just gets ignored altogether... Uh, I would assume so. No, no, I don't think that. I don't think that's. I think that's a. <laughs> John reads the talk show host transcript to you. I think that's another thing they said at the talk show was that it will actually show you just, but you can't send it to anybody. Huh? It will show. So wait, if he sends me one right now, will I see it, or do I have to get an know. iOS update first? Yeah, maybe it's an iOS ten thing 
only. It might be that might be the case, but well, that's my understanding. My I can't quote this verbatim, but I thought that's what they said. I don't listen to that show. I <laughs> I know, I know. It's okay. It is. Well, as far as I can tell, Morin is texting us, and nothing exciting is happening. Yeah, uh, it just literally it says not delivered and just won't send it. Well, there you go. Well, but you're not on. He's not on iOS 10. No, but that was my point. I was saying, if you're sending it from iOS 10 to not iOS 10, do they just see nothing? It doesn't even get delivered. Is the answer? Yeah. So like, it wouldn't even send. It didn't even send the text part of that message. It gave you like you know when you send a like a del- yep. like a message that says not delivered yeah with a little red exclamation point that's what I got, got. one of those all right so you can't you can't handle that that confetti no. is not something that you can deal with I think by beta three I'll be in beta three yeah beta three or four I feel like is where it tends to usually get pretty stable so and if they this week let's see if they're past indicate you know, like you know passes any indication I would guess beta two might drop in about a week yeah. I mean, you've got to admit, as the song says, it's getting beta. Bleep bloop. What? <laughs> what? Uh, okay, hang on. Hang on. I found it because you guys were making me mad. Um, <laughs> it's the part we were born to play. <laughs> if you send a jib jab, you get to receive it and experience it without having to download the app. Yeah, not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, so we're talking about two different things. You're talking yeah, about like the iMessage apps, and I'm talking about the new built-in. You can send a message with like full-screen confetti. Oh, okay, that, okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, I know. I get it. We are aligned. But the basically, the iMessage apps are going to work the same way that you know third-party keyboards do today, right? If I put in a GIF from my GIF keyboard, which I do way too often, you'll see it whether or not you have that keyboard installed. Makes sense. Yeah. You're just sending bits and bytes. You know how it is. It's not ones and zeros. It's the end of the day, aren't we all? <laughs> when you get down. <laughs> when you get oh, right. God, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Elon Musk is pretty certain we're living in a simulation, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> Elon Musk is definitely living in a simulation. That's because he's got, he's got that, you know, that, that failure thing, like a fraud thing, right? Yeah. And he figures the only way that he could actually be so successful is if it's all a simulation. It's really, it's terrible. It's terrible. He should believe in himself more. What happens when the simulation experiences a rapid, unscheduled disassembly? Uh, that's the release of WatchOS 4.0. <laughs> that's the end of this podcast. I can't allow that to happen. You can't? That can't be the end? Okay. okay. All right, fine. It happens. I don't know.